When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. The greatest radio shows of all time. Suspense. The Shadow Node. Washington calling David Harding, counter-spy. Classic radio theater. The Great Gildersleeve. Fibber McGee and Molly. Dragnet. Gunsmoke. The Lone Ranger. Now step back into our time machine with your host, Wyatt Cox. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Ed Gardner in an episode of Duffy's Tavern. As we go back to January 5th, 1951, guest star Vincent Price as Archie plans to convert the tavern into a club for actors. By the way, this show was not recorded in New York or in Hollywood. It was recorded in Puerto Rico. Ed Gardner moved production there thinking that they could get a TV deal and the tax implications of being in Puerto Rico would have helped a lot. Of course, the TV show never happened and uh, yeah... That's happened. Anyway, Duffy's Tavern from January 5th, 1951. Here we go, friends, to Duffy's Tavern with our guest, Vincent Price, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern, where do you eat meat to eat, Archie? The man you're speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Hey, uh, guess who's coming down tonight? One of the finest actors of our day, Duffy. No. Not Dustin Farnham. <laughs> no, not Hobart Bosworth. <clears throat> Duffy, I said our day, not yours. <laughs> it's Vincent Price, Duffy. You know the guy. He plays the hate interest in them uh, psychopathical murder dramas. <laughs> You know, he's always the louse. <laughs> Pictures, uh, you know, when, when Price says, I think I'll take the head off, he ain't talking about a beer. <laughs> yeah, does all them dirty, nasty characters, though, in a real suave manner, sort of a soft-spoken loud mouth. That, you know, that, that sweet, soothing kind of a voice. You don't know whether you should listen to it or pour it on a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> if 
But in person, Duffy, he's different. He's every inch a gentleman uh, with lots of savoir-faire, you know, the type of a guy you, you just know that he looks dignified in his long underwear. <laughs> and how's the crowd here? Oh, it's the usual after-the-night court crowd. <clears throat> huh? Well, look, I got an idea how we can swank up the place if you listen. Well, look, Duffy, who are the biggest spenders? Actors, see? And it's obvious why. You see, actors never have any dough. But they don't want nobody to know it. So, ergo, they spend it like mad. Yeah, well, my idea is to turn this joint into an exclusive private club where only actors can be members, see, like the Lambs Club. Yeah, well, we'll get Vincent Price and call it the Hams Club. Yeah. All right, I'll call you back, Duffy. <clears throat> hey, Eddie, uh, now look, I want this club to be different. Now, the first thing we do is to drill one of them peak holes in the door, huh? Well, why does this hole in the wall need a hole in the door? <laughs> Eddie, every club's got one, uh, so that that sort of management can look out and see that nobody gets in but bona fide members. <laughs> well... Now, Mr. Archie, how are you going to get any actors to join this club? By signing up Vincent Price. You see, Eddie, we've built a better mousetrap here, but in order to catch the right mice, we have to bait the trap with the proper piece of cheese. <laughs> Namely, Vincent Price. Uh, Mr. Archie, uh, what could a man like Mr. Price do in a dump like this? All the things he's accustomed to. Not if he's, uh, accustomed to breathing. <laughs> okay, so we'll air condition a joint. We tried that once, and you remember what happened? What? There, we crawled back into the bottle. <laughs> this time, we'll hold it out with pliers. <clears throat> now, what else do we need for the club? Oh, yeah, we'll need a game room. Game room? Yeah, that back room where we keep the pig's feet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gamey, all right. <laughs> Yes, Miss Duffy? I want to ask you something very important. What is it? If a fella says, Dearest beloved, I love you more than the sun, the moon, the stars, more than life itself, be mine, beautiful Miss Duffy, be mine. Is that committing himself? <laughs> well, uh, yes and no. What do you mean, yes and no? Yes and no guy in his right mind would say it. Well, it's so happens that it was said to me by my boyfriend, Rodney Maximilian Haybinder. Yeah. Miss Duffy, you still interested in that bum? Bum? You heard me. Archie, it so happens that at Barnaby's Barber College, Rodney is the only one to hold a safety award. Really? A safety award? Yes. He's the one man in his class that they trust to singe sideburns without the professor standing by with a fire extinguisher. What'd they give him for the reward? A hot towel with his name lathered on it? <laughs> Are you kidding, Miss Duffy? This guy really goes to a barber college? You think I run around with illiterates? Here, look at this letter. Let me see. Darling Miss Duffy, I thought about you all today at shaving class. Look, this letter is a little too mushy for me. <laughs> Maybe you better read it. What happened to him at shaving class? Well, let's see. Um, so, dearest, the professor gave me four demerits. 
just for a tiny nick a customer noticed on his earlobe. <laughs> and darling, I'm really surprised he noticed it as the earlobe was on the floor at the time. <laughs> then in my confusion, I made matters even worse by giving the customer somebody else's earlobe. <laughs> I don't know what kind of a barber this guy is, but he certainly writes beautiful love letters. Miss <laughs> huh? Duffy, you know, you're really a lucky girl. It's a lucky thing that the guy didn't go to a guillotine college. <laughs> Customers be walking around without heads. Uh, hello, Arch. Oh, hiya, Finnegan. Hello, Finnegan. Good evening, Miss Duffy. Why, you look pretty. Thank you, Finnegan. Every day you look better. Yesterday you looked better than the day before, and today... Yeah, you look like the morning after. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, don't mention it. See, Arch, I hear you starting a new club. That's right. Is it going to have dames in it? No, Fanny, no dames. It's going to be strictly non-sextarian. Though <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that case, I think I'll just stick to the YWCA. Fanny, the YWCA is for women only. It is? Yeah. No wonder they keep throwing me out of the steam room. <laughs> Look, Finnegan, the, the club that I'm going to have here is just going to be for actors, but if you'd like to join, I'll use my influence to get you in. No, thanks, George. I'm too particular. What do you mean, particular? You think I'd join a club that takes people like me? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a point there, Finnegan. Besides, I, I belong to too many clubs already. What clubs do you belong to? Oh, the Lonely Hearts Club, the Al Flairden for President Club. Uh, that was disbanded, by the way. Nobody told me why. <laughs> oh, then I belong to the Book of the Month Club. You belong to the Book of the Month Club? Yeah. I have a special membership. They just sent me the pictures. It's a very good club, that Book of the Month Club. Uh, do you attend their meetings? It's a funny thing, Arch. They don't have meetings. Really? Nope. No meetings, no parties, no ball team. Personally, I think the whole thing is a scheme to sell books. Would you like to have some fun? Why don't you go over to that stove in the kitchen and stick your head in the oven? Maybe your brains will expand. Good idea, Arch. I'll set the oven for a slow broil. And every five minutes, I'll come in and baste you. Now, Eddie, did you start fixing up the game room? Not yet. Well, when you do, I got a terrific idea. See, we'll, we'll get a dart board and some darts so that the actors can really have a lot of fun with themselves. Uh, how? We'll cover the dart board with pictures of their agents. <laughs> January 5th, 1951, Duffy's Tavern here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks so much for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Now from January 5th, 1951, more of Duffy's Tavern. Well, Eddie, the game room looks pretty good here, except for one thing. Uh, What's that? I don't think our more conservative members will like this picture of September morn. (laughs) Tell you what you do. What? Put a hatchet in her hand and we'll call it Custer's Last Stand. <laughs> now, let's see. What else does the club need? Uh, uh, members. Members? Ah, oh, don't worry, Eddie. With Vincent Price joining up, we'll have all the actors from Hollywood dropping in. Well, if they're going to drop, this is the place to do it. <laughs> hello? <clears throat> oh, hello, Duffy. You've been thinking it over and you want to join the actors' club? You an actor? You get strange fright when you have to call out your floor in a crowded elevator. <laughs> but, Duffy, I'm telling you, the place is strictly for actors. Now, look, holler and take it off for the burlesque show. Don't make you no actor. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll compromise you. I'll, uh, I'll make you the chairman of a membership committee. But remember, no fair blackballing guys just because they ain't Irish. Okay, Duffy. Now, Eddie, I gotta get this dart game set up. Uh, where's the pictures of them agents? Right here. Yeah, the agents' pictures, yeah. Yeah. You know, they ain't gonna be easy targets. Why not? Even in the pictures, their eyes keep shifting back and forth. <laughs> Wait a minute, Eddie. Eddie, did you notice that? A what? A dart just hit that agent right in the middle of his package. Then our first actor must be here. He is the spotlight, if you please. Well, it's Vincent Price. (laughs) Well, good evening, Mr. Price. Uh, Believe me, W, welcome to this distinction establishment. And furthermore... Thank you, Archie, and uh, may I say... Just a minute. Uh, leave me further say, Mr. Price, that seldom have we behooved such an august presentiment to these confines. And further besides... Now, Archie, if you don't mind, I'd like to... Please. <clears throat> I ain't through. The man is in love with the sound of his own voice. Now, let me see. Oh, and feel assured, Mr. Price, that your visit is a bereavement from which we will not soon recover. 
If there's anything you desire, talk call. There's just one thing I would like. What? An edgewise. An edgewise? Yes, yeah, so I can put a word in. Okay, what's the word? Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, but you just got here. Can you think of a better time to leave? Leave, but you ain't had anything to eat yet. What? Eat here in this moldy mocambo? I'd sooner die. There is no sooner way. <laughs> Quiet, Eddie. Well, Vincent, I'm glad I'm finally meeting up with you, you know, especially after so many of our friends have said that we resemble each other. <laughs> Our, uh, friends say that? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Uh, then let us be known by our enemies. <laughs> I'm glad to see that you're a philosopher about it, Vincent. <laughs> I didn't get sore, neither. <laughs> but, you know, as I look at the both of us, I, I can see the resemblance. Take our belts. We're about the same height, and, uh, what do you weigh? About 190. Well, there you got about 90 pounds on me. <laughs> and of course, me shoulders is a little narrower than yours. Oh, Archie, they only seem narrower because your ears stick out so far. <laughs> well, that's logical. But if you believe me, Vincent, you darken me up a little, give me an hour with a curler, dab a little makeup on me, and I'd look enough like you to spit at your image. <laughs> But there's one way in which you and me is different. Huh? Thank heavens for that. What is it? Addiction. Oh, yes, of course. Our addiction. Yeah, yours is lousy. <laughs> yeah, me, I, I like to use big words, you know? Big words, huh? Yeah. Well, I can think of one right now. Oh, yeah? What's yours? I hesitate to tell you. <laughs> I bet I can think of an even longer one. <laughs> In fact, I started using big words the minute I learned how to talk. Uh, how old were you when you learned how to talk? Nineteen. <laughs> See, and by that time, I was already in college. <laughs> you went to college? How do you think I got so cultured? <laughs> you are cultured? You don't believe it? Recite some Shakespeare to me. I'll show you how intelligent I can look. Well, I, um, I doubt it, Archie, but you arouse my curiosity. Very well. He jests at scars that never felt a wound. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Hey, Arch. Yeah, Finnegan. Who's the mushmouth? <laughs> What's the matter? You sore because someone stole your forehead? Hey, Arch, can I punch this guy in the nose? Please, no. <laughs> Just reply in a gentlemanly manner that you never had a forehead. Okay. Look, bud, I never had a forehead. Arch. Now can I punch you in the nose? Vinny, please, no fisticuffs. Mushmouth here happens to be a gentleman. Uh, perhaps I'd better introduce you. Vincent Price, uh, Clifton Finnegan. Highbrow, no brow. 
Okay, bud. Let's, let's shake hands and be friends. Isn't there a more sanitary way? <laughs> hey! Hey, I remember you. I seen you in that picture, the three mosquitoes. <laughs> and again, that's the three musketeers. <clears throat> Not mosquitoes. Oh, yeah? I seen it in an open-air movie in Jersey. Oh, and I thought all that slapping was applause. Look, Finnegan, next time you go to an open-air movie, instead of popcorn, you better take DDT. It don't work, Arch. What's wrong with it? The stuff tastes lousy. Uh, did you ever try citronella with a scoop of ice cream? Hey, bud, ain't you a little nuts? Look, Vincent, you'll have to excuse Finnegan. You see, just before he was born, his mother had a bad case of fright. Well, what happened? His father walked into the room. <laughs> well, at least you met the guy. They are. Oh, good heavens, he's back in a wig. <laughs> oh, no, Vince, this, this is Miss Duffy, man's best friend. Well, Miss Duffy, I, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to have this opportunity of meeting you. This guy's a better actor than I thought he was. Oh, shut up, Archie. Oh, Mr. Price. Yes? I'm not doing anything tonight. That does not surprise me. You didn't give me a chance to finish. He was hoping he wouldn't give you a chance to start. Archie, please. What I was wondering, Mr. Price, is whether you would like a date with me tonight. Oh, but Miss Duffy, what about my wife? I'll let her get her own date. <laughs> oh, but I, I can't possibly go out tonight. Why not? Just look at this horrible haircut some idiot gave me. <laughs> There's no barber college job if I ever seen one. What'd the guy do, cut it or chew it off? <laughs> now, Archie, that's not the worst part. I also got a shave and just look at these earlobes. What about them? They don't match. Oh, so you're the one who caused all that trouble for Rodney. Look, Miss Duffy, please, someone would like to see you outside. Who? Me. <laughs> get out of here. Now, Vincent, let us get to the point. We're turning Duffy's into a high-class actors club, you see, very ulterior. And uh, we'd like you to be the first member. The first and only well, not the only member. After you find out how wonderful and exclusive the club is, we'll naturally expect you to suck in some of your friends. Well, what do you say to our new Lambs Club? And the conclusion of Duffy's Tavern, not a bad show, uh, from January 5th, 1951. You're listening to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station. Now the conclusion of Duffy's Tavern with Vincent Price as the guest from January 5th, 1951. No kidding, Vince. This club's going to be wonderful. Just picture a warm, luxurious room, a roaring heart in the fireplace. <laughs> Low lights, you know, and, and soft dive-ins. Them little day beds. <laughs> uh, pictures of great actors hanging on a wall. Edwin Booth, Sarah Bernhardt, Richard Mansfield, Abbott and Costello, <laughs> Maury Amsterdam. <laughs> All of them. What about my picture? Your picture, yeah. I think I have the very place to put it. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. <laughs> you ain't heard me out. We'll hang it in a place of honor. <clears throat> under the pig's feet. <laughs> Under them, don't I even get top billing? Why should you? After all, don't forget the pig's feet have been here longer than you have. Well, what do you say? Will you join if I can get you in? Well... Good. Uh, oh, just excuse me. Hello? Hello, Duffy. Uh, we got good tidings. Uh, Vincent Price wants to join the club. What? Duffy, I can't do that. No, you can't with a guy like Price. Okay. Mr. Price. What? The chairman of the membership committee desires you to audition. Audition? Yeah. You see, this club is only for actors, and the chairman has certain doubts. Well, hasn't he seen any of my pictures? That's what gave him the doubts. <laughs> Tell him to go soak his head. Right now, he's too busy with his feet. <laughs> now, what do you say? Will you give the audition? I'm sorry, I can't. Why not? Well, as I said, if I auditioned for that horrible Duffy, I'd be a bigger ham than I think I am, and I, I couldn't be. <laughs> Don't worry, you are. <laughs> uh, so what do you say? Duffy's listening. Well, all right. I'll, I'll start off with a recitation. Good. Uh, why don't you give him a little of that Shakespeare, huh? Very well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, to be or not to be... That is the question. Hold it, Vince. Hello? Okay, Duffy. Not to be. <laughs> Look, uh, Vince, uh, don't you know no songs or, or jokes? Y yes, I, I know some jokes. Well, go ahead and spring one. Duffy likes jokes. Oh, well, very well. Here's a very funny one. Yeah. <laughs> Great so far. Yeah. Well, it goes like this. You see, a, a little boy left his home, and he didn't come back for six years. Uh -huh. uh, when he returned, he knocked on the door, and his mother said, Hello, Cookie. So the little boy said, Why do you call me Cookie? And the mother answered, I call you Cookie because you've been a wafer so long. <laughs> a wafer so long. Do you get it, Archie? <laughs> I got it, but I don't think it's going to stay with me. 
Well, I know an even funnier one. Impossible. How does this one go? Well, it goes like this. Uh, Pat says to Mike, he says, um, I just received a letter from my sister. She must be very ill. So Mike says to Pat, Really? How do you know? So Pat replies, Well, she started the letter by saying, I'm in Chicago sick. Oh, Archie, I'm afraid I messed it up. I should have said, I'm in Chicago ill. <laughs> Price. It uh, just happens that that joke just reached Chicago dead. Uh, better tell another one, Vincent, but uh, not quite so funny this time. Uh, I, I don't want to split me spleen. Uh, well, Archie, do you, do you think Duffy knows the one about the woman who says, um, I just bought a dog, and the man says, spit? And the woman says, nobody drools a little. <laughs> Hello? Okay, Duffy. Well, Vince, so much for jokes. What else can you do? Well, I, I can sing a bit. You can sing, huh? Mm hmm Okay, take a try at it. Well, very well. Stand back now. <laughs> you made me what I am today. I hope you're satisfied. You dragged and dragged me down until the hope within me died. I think what's going to happen with the club. You shattered each and every dream. Oh, you fooled me from Vince. the start. Oh, Vince. 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 The curse oh, of an aching What? Well, how would you like to be standing right here next to it? <laughs> huh? Okay, I'll tell him. Uh, Mr. Price. Yes? The chairman of the membership committee has decided your case in the affirmative. You're out. <laughs> Furthermore, the chairman has asked me to dissolve the club, so... You have earned a rare distinction, Mr. Price. Oh, what do you mean? This is the first time in history that an entire club has resigned from a member. Not only that, but that band should be banned. Uh, January 5th, 1951, Duffy's Tavern on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. And the phone ringing means it's time on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox to find out what's going on with Lum and Abner. January 5th, 1944. Hey, Granny's Abner, I believe that's our ring. I know it's Lum, I believe you're right. I'll see. Hello, John him down, store. This is Lum and Abner. And now, 
Let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, L. Edwards' motion picture executive was virtually wiped out yesterday when his theater burned to the ground. And as much as he had failed to protect himself with fire insurance, his loss was complete. As we look in on the little community today, we find Abner, Grandpappy Spears, and Mousie Gray in the Jotham Down store and library discussing this calamitous event. You mean that Lum didn't have any fire insurance on the theater at all? No, sir, Mousie. No, not a cent of fire insurance. Ain't that right, Abner? Yeah, some feller by the name of Taylor in there at the county seat been trying to get Lum to take out some, but he just kept putting it off. Yeah, that Taylor feller called just yesterday again, didn't he? Yeah, and Lum claimed he's too busy to see anybody. Told Cedric if anybody wanted to see him, they had to make a pint man or something with him. All right, Jiminy, I bound you old Lum wishes he had a been so all fired high and mighty now. Well, you know how Lum is. Always wants to have folks to think he's a big executive, you know. Yeah, if he'd just come down off of his pigeon-toed high horse yesterday and talk to that insurance feller, why, he could have told him to slap his name on a policy and he'd be a rich man, collecting all that money. Yeah, of course. Oh, that might have looked sort of cute, your grandpap. Him taking out a policy just an hour before the picture show burnt down looked sort of like he'd done it on a purpose. Well, the insurance company would have had to prove that first, though. Yeah, sure. And they already know how the fire started. Er, uh, nothing. Well, how did it start, Grandpa? Oh, that ain't important, Mousy. How it started, it started. That's well, go on, Grandpa. Tell Mousy how it started. Burned down. Well, you just tell him how it started. Well, now. they don't know for sure. They do, don't it? It ain't positive, though. I believe they're mistaken, anyhow. I'll tell you, Mousy. Grandpap laid his pipe down over there yesterday afternoon while he's doing something to the player pianer, and he forgot Ain't it. Ain't a word of truth in that, Hardly. Must have laid the pipe right in amongst some of the pioneer music rolls, and they catched on fire. There ain't nothing to that, Mousy. That's what Dick Coddleston and Uncle Henry Lunsford figured at how the fire started. Sassy fresh. Sassy fresh. What Lum ought to do is make you pay for everything he lost. Yeah, I never done it on a purpose, Abner. Uh, that is, if I had done it, it wouldn't have been did on a purpose, but I never. Yeah, they ought to arrest you for something, though. Well, now, listen here, Abner. Don't forget I lost my nine more than Lum did in that far. You did? Why, sure. I lost my best pipe, a 75 center, French briar. That was my player piner over there, too. Don't forget that. That's right. That was yours, wasn't it? And the music rolls that went with it. Well, yeah, but that ain't nothing compared to what Lum lost. That picture screen and a projections machine, a batch of films and all them chairs, and he was just renting the chairs, so now he'll have to pay for them. Gee, won't. Gee, he won't have any money to pay for them either, will he? Oh, of course Taking not, the words Mousy. right out of my mouth, then, Mousy. Yeah, he ain't got a cent left. Then the building belonged to Dick Huddleston, too. Used to be the cotton warehouse. I reckon Lom will have to pay for that. Yeah, I'll never get another pipe like that. And had her broke in just right, too. Worst part about it was half full of tobacco. I hadn't smoked it up, I recollect that. You must not have it kept burning there and set the place on fire. I'm the unluckiest feller that ever lived, I believe. Well, I don't know about that, Grandpap, but if I was you, I'd just be careful where I laid my pipe down from now on. And don't lay it down around the store here. I don't want you to burn my place down, I know that. No, sir, I sure don't. No, I never get another pipe like that. Well, what's Lum going to do now, Abner? Oh, I don't know what he's aiming on doing, Mousie. I know he's planning to open up some other picture shows over in Odin and Cherry Hill and a couple of other towns, but 
I don't reckon he'd got them started yet, had he, Grandpap. Well, sir, the bowl of that pipe was kicked up might nigh perfect. Sweet as a hickory nut. Well, I know Lum hadn't started a mousey, so I don't know where he'll turn to next. Sweet as a hickory nut. Well, doesn't Lum own any of the Jotham Down store anymore, Abner? Oh, no, he drawed up agreement, giving him the picture show and me the store, and then we both signed it. Facts is, just before the picture show burnt down, I was begging Lum to take me back in with him. He wouldn't do it. No, he wouldn't do it at all. I begged him to. Oh, well, gee, you sure were lucky, weren't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Abner's lucky, and I'm unlucky. That's the way it goes. Now, I wouldn't have cared if it was just a little old cheap pipe, but I paid 75 whole pigeon-toed cents for that thing. Grandpap, I wish you'd stop talking about that pipe. It was kicked just right, too. If I was you, I'd never want to think about that thing again, all the damage it's done. It never started that place on fire. I know it never. Uh, say, Abner, do you think that Lum will want to get back in the store now? Well, I sort of got my doubts, Mousy. You know how proud Lum is, and how stubborn-headed, too. He'll never want to admit to me that he made a mistake, I know. Oh, yeah, you're dead right about that, Abner. Lum would never in the world admit he done wrong yesterday by not taking you back into partnerships with him and getting his half of the store back again. No, hmm. not him. Gee, he wouldn't have anything to worry about if he'd done that, would he? Of course not. He'd be out of picture show, but he'd have a store to fall back on here. Well, I just feel downright sorrowful for old Lum. No money, roaring, might be hunger for all I know. Well, I wouldn't feel sorrowful for Lum. He's always got new ideas he wants to take up, all of some big business he wants to get into. Well, yeah, he has ideas, all right. I'll say that for him, big ones. Yes, sir, you got to hand it to old Lum for that. I bound you he studied up some big idea already. Might be aiming to make a fortune out of it. Well, that'd be awful nice for him if he could do something like that. If you want to feel sorrowful for somebody, feel sorrowful for me. Here, I've lost the best pipe money can buy. For goodness so sake, over, I can't hardly talk. Well, don't keep talking about that. That's all I've heard. It's one too good. Sweetest smoking pipe in the whole state of Arkansas. Sweet as a hickory nut. Well, you can get another one like it, Grandpa. I'm in a rut. I'd keep saying that, don't I? Yeah, Ed Beckley's got some 75 centers over at his drugstore. But he ain't got one like that in the mine, though. There was something about that pipe. I don't know what it was, but it was different. Pipes are sort of like humans, you know, when you boil it right down. All look alike on the outside. But now you take... Well, now you take the case of Orlo Wormley. Now, there was a fellow... Right, wait a minute, wait a minute, Grandpap. Look out yonder. Orlo Wormley was a man... Lum? Uh, Lum, coming Hi, right, Jiminy, it is him, ain't it? Oh, gee, I haven't seen him since yes, so far. Sir. Bound you, he's got himself all set up in business again. I hope he, he has. What sure it is. Well, howdy, Lum, old boy. Come on in here. Yeah, howdy, Abner. Hello there, Mousy. Uh, hello, Lum. Yeah, how are you, Lum? Oh, just fine, Grandpap. Fine and dandy. You're looking good. Oh, yeah. I never felt better, I reckon. Uh, gee, I sure was sorry to hear that your theater burned down, Lum. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad, but that's the way it goes with us big executives. Have to take them chances. Yes. Sir. One day we're millionaires, and the next day we're wiped out. Ruined. But we come right back again, build up another fortune. Oh, gee. See, what did I tell you, Emma? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fellas like me, big financiers, we live dangerous that way. Awful dangers. We, we respect them things, you know, and we love it. Wouldn't live no other way. Yeah, well, Lum, I was just thinking now, if you need a few dollars to... Dollars? Start... Well, <laughs> I don't need none of them. I can get all them I want. Oh? That's what I was telling you, Abner. 
I bound you already got yourself into a new business, ain't you, Lum? Well, yeah. Got several big things lined up, sort of. Don't know which one of them I want yet. Might have to go out to Hollywood. Hollywood? Yeah, they're sort of anxious to get me out there, as long as I know the moving picture business well now. Well... Expecting a call from them any minute. Well, I do know. Good for you. Well, I just thought I'd drop in and say hello. I'm just on my way to supper. Any of you fellas going home to supper now? Well, no, I can't leave yet, Lum. It ain't closing time. I ain't hungry myself. Well, I better get going then, down to the restaurant. You know, that restaurant food ain't been agreeing with me lately. It ain't, huh? No, when you come right down to it, they ain't nothing like a good home-cooked meal. No, no, they ain't, huh? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Lum. Yeah. You're right about that. Well, I better run along. Uh, Mousy, you ain't going to home to supper long about now, are you? <laughs> no, sir, Gus, he won't have it ready yet, Mom. Uh-huh. Well, I better get going. You know, it's a peculiar thing how a supper always tastes better when you eat it with somebody else did uh, by yourself. I don't know, just tastes better somehow or other. Yeah, well, I never had noticed. Of course, I don't generally eat by myself, though. <laughs> well, you ought to try it. No good at all. Taint, huh? Well, I reckon I better be running along. Do wish I had somebody to eat with, though. Well, now, wait a minute, Lum. I believe I got an idea. You have? What, what is it? Well, I'll just close up the store early, and we'll go and eat together down there at the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant, huh? Now, why don't you come along with us, Grandpa? Yeah, I believe I will, as long as this is on long. Why, well, sure, well, we'll, we'll have wait, a good wait, time wait here. Wait a minute now, I... Are you sure we want to eat down at that old run-down restaurant, though? Well, I don't know no other place around here to eat. Of course, all you can get there is restaurant food, you know. Well, natural, sure. You don't get them home-cooked suppers there? Oh, no, of course not, no. About the only place you can get a home-cooked supper is in a home. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of sick of them home-cooked meals anyway, Lump. Don't worry about that. I'll enjoy the change, something wonderful. Come on, Grandpa, let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, how about well, you, Mousy? Wait, wait now, just a minute, fellas. Before we rush out, there's a little business matter i got to take care of. Why, sure, go ahead. What is it you got to do, Lump? Well, it's still sort of confidential. Can't tell you right now. Oh, I see. Mousy, yeah. could I see you out in front of the store a half a minute? Ah, uh, yes, sir. Well, come on in. Yes, This will just take a second, fellas. Yeah, all right. We'll be getting our coats on. Come on, Grandpa. Let's get ready. <laughs> Doggy, I'd give anything in the world to know what it is that him and Mouse are talking about. Well, it's some big business deal, I know Oh, that. bound to be, bound to be. Don't reckon he's going to take Mousy along with him out there to Hollywood, do you? Make a moving picture actor out of him. Well, I tell you, nothing surprised me. When that lum gets to studying on something, wait a minute, there comes Mousy back. Huh? Huh? I wish he'd tell us what it's all about. Yeah, me too. Dying and all. Uh, say, fellas, uh, lum's awful sorry, but he can't take you to supper tonight after all. He can't? No, sir. Well, it seems that somebody's invited him over to their house for supper. Somebody has. Yeah. Who is it, do you know? Well, as near as I can figure out, it's it's me. Oh, 
Plum Fishing for Supper, January 5th, 1944. Lum and Abner here on Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Please thank this station and support their advertisers. It's their kindness and courtesy that allows us to be with you each and every time you roll around here on your favorite station. If you miss a day, you don't have to miss a single show. All of our shows are available on demand at classicradio.stream. There you can stream our shows, learn about building a classic radio collection of your own. You can find our social media links there. You can contact me. And if you want to help us support keeping our social or keeping our uh, 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 distribution channels open, free, and clear, and also uh, to help us uh, acquire additional classic radio broadcasts to bring to you here, you can buy me a coffee. That's what that buy me a coffee money does. Helps us acquire additional classic radio collections. Thanks for tuning in. Thank this station. Support their advertisers. Tell your friends of great radio shows are right here at this spot on the dial. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox on your favorite station.